Okay, Jazzer 1-0 with Donovan Mitchell using Baby Yoda as his Twitter avatar. Is that a cause for more things to come? We'll see. Here on Round Ball Roundup, J.P. Chunga, UtahJazz.com. It's a good sign with the Baby Yoda that Donovan Mitchell goes off for 30 points against Minnesota. He played impressively, and it's a one-in-one week for the Jazz after they go home and away during this five-day stretch in the last time that we talked to you. The stats are bearing it out with Baby Yoda, though. 36 minutes, 13 of 20 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, 30 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds for Spida as he harnesses Baby Yoda's powers I never want to get too bogged down in the numbers here on Round Ball Roundup because there are other places where you can find that. I'm not the best as a math major. Went to Syracuse for broadcast journalism and political science. In no way was I going to be a quantitative political analyst. So I went the broadcast route, and I tried to avoid numbers for the rest of my life. But those numbers don't lie with the Baby Yoda. There's also another really funny internet moment from that Minnesota game that we'll get in during that review of the process, but we have to start on Monday where it wasn't so hot for the Jazz as they lose 104 to 90. And all right, I'll wait. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I told you so. Of the games over the next two weeks, I said it was OKC to be the one to worry about. Chris Paul being a veteran point guard playing on a young team that's starting to listen to him. They have a good key contributor in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Dennis Schroeder as a bench leader. And from there, you could spell a really dangerous time for Utah at home. Now, I don't think that you have to be embarrassed by the loss as much of the media conversation happened after that. And when you look at ways that this Jazz team has inspired reaction from media types from blue check twitter it has been that this team has been a disappointment some losses have been disappointing but i don't think as an overall it's been disappointment 14 11 on the season easier schedule looking forward if the expectation was 22 and 3 in contention with the clippers and the lakers as number one seed capability okay A little bit of a disappointment if that was what you were going to do. But it reminds me of like Mike Francesa getting calls about whether the Yankees could go 162-0. and Do you ever see a team going undefeated in the regular season being as dominant as the Pats and the Dolphins where they run the table? 162-0? and Yeah, like a team being that dominant. Do you think that could could happen in baseball? You're not serious, are you? No, like we, we've seen. So wait a second. Wait, 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 for- have you seen anybody come close to 162 and 0? Well, didn't the Yankees that one year come okay. 120? And okay, well, wait, 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 wait. The Yankees didn't win 120. They won 111 in the regular season. But still, they're only 50 games away. I'm sorry, folks. It's not going to happen. You're not going to go undefeated in an 82-game schedule. There are too many games, and that's a podcast for another time. OKC was one that I was worried about because of how they can run out three point guards at one time and make it a difficulty on your defense, stressing Rudy Gobert going and attacking the rim while also being okay to settle for mid-range shots. Chris Paul has made his entire career feasting on mid-range shots. And CP8 for 16 points. Schroeder's the one that killed him with huge buckets down the stretch of 27 on the night. 
And of course, Luke Dort, who I warned about on Monday, was going to be one of the guys to put the clamps on Donovan Mitchell. He helped and assisted in that. In his third NBA game, Billy Donovan trusted Dort to play 29 minutes on the floor. Mostly defensive effort stuff. And Donovan in the game goes 10-25 for 26 points. They bottled CJ and Dame for a very similar ratio of 45 shots on 46 points. Dort's a bulldog in that same mold of Marcus Smart. And for all the pearl clutching that occurred that night, the measured response is to see one team that was really coming together while another one's still trying to figure things out. To take huge stocks and waves from one game would be short-sighted, so I'm not going to overact the other way when they follow up the effort with a victory against the Timberwolves, 127-116. The classic shock jock way to do it is, are the Jazz back? Have they turned the corner? Do you have confidence in this Jazz team? Well, I'm still at where I was at the start of this week where I said, these next two stretches, from now until the Miami game, that's where we're going to learn how much confidence can take you. And you better come prepared for the heat, because Jimmy Butler has that squad undefeated at home. These games, starting with tonight against the Warriors, continuing into next week against Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, gaining confidence against those teams, starting to see that the offense is coming along, and working on that timing that you need to see out there happen. You know, Donovan had some media criticism after the loss on Monday. Um, I think it only feels different because, honestly, I'll just give us expectations because of who we have and who we brought in. You know, a lot of it is just we got to put in the work in. We said that at the beginning, and, you know, um, good thing is we're not 19 and 27, but, you know, we're 13 and 11. You know, we got to figure out at some point we can't just sit here and say it's a long season. Um, and like I said, I got to be better as a whole, as a leader and as a player. It's very human when we see where we're wrong and we try to put the blame on something else. Who would be that third team in the Western Conference that would step up to be in that group behind the Clippers and the Lakers? Originally, it was thought to be Denver, Houston, Utah. Now, maybe you put Dallas in there. Mark Stein had that question in the preseason, who he was highest on. And it was Utah. Well, if they figure things out, you're going to have to still be afraid of Utah. So long as we're still in this moment where they're playing some of the bottom teams, if they look unimpressive in those, that's when you need to start pushing the panic button and start worrying about this squad. I don't think it's right now, and I don't think it's anytime soon. Jazz's response against the Wolves was much better than Dr. Jazz's response to Crunch, the WWE night event at the Target Center. If you weren't watching the League Pass version of the feed that you get of the game, you missed out on an in-game skit where they brought out a wrestling heel who also had an MD. What is that? Is this you? Is this you? What is, what's going What? What is this? Oh, oh no. Oh my goodness. It's Dr. Jazz? That's terrible. That's right. It's me, Dr. Jazz. Woo! You, do you know this guy? I'm better than him. I'm better than you. Okay. I'm sure as heck better than all these people. 
who doesn't like Careless Whisper? And if you listen to the crowd reaction, there's no heavy booze. Nobody's. It's another indication of where the Jazz are going because one and zero with the baby Yoda avatar, and also one and zero with Doctor Jazz inserted into the in-game entertainment. How do we get Doctor Jazz? At Vivint Smart Home Arena. He needs to be involved in some way. These are little nuggets that you're missing out if you aren't getting the League Pass version. It's okay if you don't. We will find them for you and play them back here on Round Ball Roundup because that's the entertainment that we bring to you. Present for Quinn Snyder has to be that bench. Nine points from George Niang on three of three shooting from deep. He had celebrations ranging from skipping to pointing three to the dome to going goggles to Rudy Gobert when the Frenchman was kicking out on opportunities. Rudy had three assists in that game. Season high of five for Rudy all year. They also notched 13 from Emmanuel Moutier and 10 from Jeff Green. One of the highlight bench games for those guys ranging back to the win against Brooklyn where they really showed out for another impressive performance. It's just about understanding how much of the load can be taken off of the starters and taking off a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich who doesn't need to go off when against Minnesota he has 14. If the bench can give you that type of production, it makes everybody's job easier Joe Ingles' shooting hasn't caught up to what he has traditionally been, and it has impacted the way that that unit has performed. Joe had a great night on Wednesday. 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, filling the stat sheet. Quinn Snyder has a fascinating decision on his hands about what he's going to do with Joe, because where can you find him around great players because he's one of those types of guys that around plus players he can elevate the entire group how he fits in with carrying a bigger burden being the number one guy off the bench he didn't start as hot this year I'd be interested to see how Joe comes into his own once Mike Conley's back because Joe can't facilitate to himself he can't do a fake pass to nobody if you don't have a big out there who is an option to receive a Joe Ingles pick-and-roll pass, then he can't use that entire bag of tricks that he has. How deep is this bench? What are those combinations that Quinn will use? It's more granular than we might want to get here on Round Ball Roundup, but these are the things that you have to factor in for an NBA season. Tonight, Golden State comes to Vivint Smart Home Arena. Losers of five of the last six. They got their fifth win against Chicago, And while we can talk about how this might be a competitive game, the real hard and fast of it is over the last five losses, the Warriors, they've been playing lottery-bound teams from the Knicks to the Hornets to the Grizzlies to the Hawks. They fell by 52 points in those games combined. Not a good group right now. Draymond Green's not going to be playing. Eric Paschal is doubtful with a hip and he's been one of the bright spots. That group is looking towards the lottery and trying to find somebody who can pair with Steph Curry in the backcourt. What I do want to let you hear before I leave are the sounds of what's been happening so far, what the team's been like without Mike Conley, and how they might be adjusting to it. So you'll be hearing that as I go here on Round Ball Roundup. Once again, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. We'll catch you on Monday, previewing the week ahead as the Jazz go against Eastern Conference teams, starting with the Magic on Tuesday. I'm J.P. Chunga. Until next time, bye for now. I wouldn't say a work in progress, but we're getting more and more connected, and you know, I, I'd like to think that'll continue to happen. Um, some of it has to do with emphasis and a little bit of practice, and all, all those things that that come together, where guys are knowing where each other are on the court more. Not every game is going to be like that. Where you know, we're all sitting, uh, the stars are pretty much sitting for the last six, seven minutes of the game, but there are going to be games where it's going to be tough, but keep fighting. You know, we could have easily said, oh, here we go again when they went up six or seven to start the game, but no, we, we kept fighting, kept pushing through, and it's a long season, man. You know, when you have vets like Jeff, Mike, Ed, uh, Emmanuel, like you have vets like that who've been through, who've been through teams like this and realize what we have here, um, they understand that, you know, things are going to start training the right way. There's a lot of good veterans in this team that are trying to step up and talk to talk to everybody, even to the coaching staff, just to figure things out. Ingles gives it back to Rudy. Nice rotation over to O'Neal. He penetrates, cut off by Schroeder, cross court past Ingles, rotates to Bogdanovich, one dribble to settle himself, swish for three. Sets another pick for Chris Paul, who penetrates, sees Rudy Gobert, fades back and hits. Chris Paul's going to try to win the game right now, Ron. Nader gets a wide open three on the left side and hits, and the Jazz are down 10. I think there was a number of issues throughout the game that doesn't fall to one particular thing that you point to. I mean, honestly, we've been saying the same thing for a week and a half. You know, just kind of have a tougher mindset, you know. Um, we can't get back in transition, find ways to, uh, to communicate, you know, and when we don't hit shots, we can let it affect our defense. 142 to play. Moody up the far side. Puts his shoulder down. Drives to the rack. Misses the layup. Chris Paul to the front court. Bounces to Schroeder. George Niang with the defense. Gives him airspace. Schroeder fires. Three ball. Jazz down. 20 at home. We're better than that defensively. Their quickness, you know, is is a strength of their team. You know, we've got to be really connected in order to defend. We've got to find out within ourselves, you know. A lot of it's on me, you know. Um, a lot of it's just trying to find ways to, A, Find guys who are open, lead guys on the defensive end, you know, talk, communicate. Like, I take a lot of this on myself. Um, like I said, we'll figure it out. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's, it seems easy because of the person that we have, but, you know, like I said, we'll figure it out. Donovan, hard drive Ooh. to the basket. Rises right hand. Cock and hammer. Wow. Donovan off a handoff from Jeff Green. Pounds it home. Here comes Ingles. Left hand drive. Finds Gobert. Tough roll. Tries to go reverse side. Nothing there, so he rotates to Green. Top to Niang. Over to Ingles. He takes a left hand drive. Back to Jeff Green. Left side three. Gotta go. Yes, it does. That's basketball right there. Beautiful. You know, we talked a lot about moving the ball, and it's something that you know we've done. And um, guys spacing so that we can move it. Um, and then, you know, for the most part early on, I thought we did a good job defensively. We had some breakdowns and gave a few things up. But Rudy really protecting the rim was something else, particularly at the beginning of the second half. So it's a good, good win. Rudy hands to Ingles. Left hand dribble. They drop the big back. Ingles gets in the paint, wraps it around to Gobert, takes a dribble, goes up and packs it with a little filth. You know that when we play that way, we are a totally different team and a much better team. And you know when we... In the games when we maybe struggling a little bit or 
you know, maybe when we're a little tired, more tired than usual, we, we tend to, you know, go back to not moving the ball and we have to, you know, be conscious of it. Like when, at any moment, you know, when, when we see that the ball is not moving, we got to remind ourselves and just change that. Keep it a constant thing. Uh, can we continue to transfer over from game to game the things that we've done well? Yes, we can. We just have to do it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to just bring effort and, you know, play hard and, you know, live with the results is pretty much it. You know, trusting one another. That was our biggest thing, and we said, and we did it. But um, it's one game, you know, so we got to be able to do it on a consistent basis. But, you know, it's a good start.